Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 26. Welcome everyone to the program today. Man, we are almost through January. Can you believe it? It's just amazing how quickly time flies when you're having fun. Well, you have found the Strategic Living Podcast. My name is Brian Holmes, and it is a joy to have you with us. We are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, and changing nations. In this new year, we want to help you really be healed, your mind be renewed and transformed, and we want to see you optimize your performance, realize your potential, and become all that God has created you to be. Welcome, everybody, today. It's going to be a fantastic program. Let's get started. Well, for several weeks now, I guess in honor of the new year, but really more importantly, in honor of just a new season in all of our lives, we've been talking about the concept of new beginnings. And as you are listening to this podcast, especially if you're listening to it on Friday, January the 24th, as it's being released, then we are just about to go into a phenomenal event that we're putting on for the first of the year, a seminar. Uh, It's really an experience more than just a a seminar called New Beginnings. And I just want to encourage you today as we begin this particular program to, to think about what is it that you need to decide right now to leave behind you once and for all. There is no sense whatsoever in bringing into this new season, this new beginning, anything that has limited you, has challenged you, or held you back from becoming all that God's called you to be. We want to just reconcile that stuff, leave it in the past, and bury it, let the dead just take care of the dead, and let's move on and become uh, the very best expression of what it is that God has put us here to accomplish. We also want to see you have your dreams awakened. And I'm just blown away as I talk to more and more people that have stuffed dreams away so deep down in their unconscious mind. They just, they've given up. They've, They've thrown in the towel. They've just dismissed as ever being possible a dream or a desire or a vision that at some point in their life they were focused on or at least they were entertaining the idea. And we want to see that dream awakened in you. And I just believe with all of my heart that, man, as we cross the threshold from 13 into 14, this is the time to do it. It really is. I just got back from Nashville, Tennessee, to be more specific, Franklin, Tennessee, where I had the great pleasure of spending a couple of days with Dan Miller at what he calls the Sanctuary. It's a wonderful property. Of course, he lives on the property, but also does a number of training events there each year, and I've been looking forward to to being there with him for some time. If you don't know who Dan Miller is, he's the author of the New York Times bestselling book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, a book that has truly transformed and impacted so many people's lives around the world, frankly, not just here in the States, but all over the world. But Dan is, is just a wonderful guy. He's a believer. He is a, a prolific mind. He has a grasp on helping people to really come into their God-given purpose and to really achieve great things 
with the passions and the desires that are within their hearts. And I, I just have to give him a shout out and say thank you, Dan, for hosting us in such an excellent way. Thank you to your wife, Joanne, and to Ashley, your daughter, and to your entire staff, uh, your beautiful granddaughters that we got to meet, and just to everyone who took part in hosting us and serving us in such a phenomenal way. Uh, the content, man, of, of Coaching with Excellence, the program that we attended, was just phenomenal. But the the relationships we made, the connections we made as a result of being a part of that, just you know, priceless, as the commercials say, priceless. And uh, I'm thrilled to share with you, my audience, that in just a few weeks, we will have on this program Dan Miller. He's going to join us uh, for an interview. We're going to spend some time together just sharing and talking about really, really engaging what it is that God's put in your heart to do. It's going to be a fantastic visit. You'll be hearing more about that as we get closer. But just a shout out. Thank you, Dan. Thank you to your family. And uh, thank you to the 48 Days community for providing us a wonderful time. By the way, I got to have my wife with me at this conference, which is a rare occurrence. And most of the events and training programs that I attend, I usually do them solo. And what a joy it was to have Sabrina with me at this event. She just took it all in and just I, I saw light bulb moment after light bulb moment with her beginning to truly understand why I'm so passionate about taking the message of healing, taking the message of transforming minds and developing leaders and getting individuals fully, fully activated into their purpose and their God-given callings. Uh, man, just being in that environment, I believe, did so much for her, not only on a personal level uh, as it relates to her purpose, but also to really grab the heart and the the vision of what it is we're focusing our life on in this season. So anyway, enough about that. Let's just jump right in to what it is we want to talk about today. Well, as we always do, we start out with a scriptural principle. And today I've got several things I want to read to you, several passages from the Bible before we do, though, I want to share with you a quote, and the author is unknown, and somebody has heard this and can help me attribute this to the correct place, that would be very helpful. But this is a quote I want to share with you. It says, the truth is, what once moved you forward is now holding you back. What once sets you free is now locking you in. And what enabled you to get here." cannot take you there. I'm going to say it again. The truth is what once moved you forward is now holding you back. What once set you free is now locking you in. What enabled you to get here cannot take you there. Man, that's just powerful. Well, let's just grab a couple of these verses here. Proverbs 29:18, a very familiar passage. Where there is no vision, the people perish, or they are unrestrained. But happy is he who keeps the law. Jeremiah 29, 11, we mentioned often on the program, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Philippians 3, 12-14, Not that I have already obtained it, or have already become perfect, but I press on, so that I may lay hold of that 
for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. He says, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind me, reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal. There's a word goal there I want you to underscore for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. One more. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. I will stand on my guard post. I will station myself on the rampart. And I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me and how I may respond when I am reproved. So in these four passages, there are four distinct words, several, actually five, I want to show you. Vision, plans, goals, keeping watch, paying attention, and responding. What a powerful concept. In those few verses there that we read, five keys, five prolific keys that produce lasting change and lasting results. Five keys that produce lasting change and lasting results. They are vision, plans, goals, keeping watch or paying attention, and then how I may reply or how do I respond to what I see. Let's talk about some of these. You know, in Habakkuk, as we read further into those verses, it says, record the vision, inscribe it on tablets, so that the one who reads it may run. And that that so that right there is so critical because it indicates that if, if we will do this thing, there is a corresponding result that will occur. So we want to record the vision. We want to articulate and lay out the plans. We want to write them out. We want to really be specific. And if we have a blueprint, a plan of action, and if we're willing to to get active with that plan of action, then we can run. We can accomplish the vision that God's given us to accomplish. Verse 3 of that same passage says, For the vision is for an appointed time, The vision hastens toward the goal, and it cannot fail. Though it tarries, it may take a while. Keep working toward it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. Well, as we enter this beautiful new season, and I'm just pumped about it. I keep saying new season. Yes, I know it's 2014, but the truth is a new beginning can occur at any moment in your life when you decide, I need a new beginning. But as we jump into this new year, this new season, this new space, it's imperative that we understand that nothing changes until something changes. Nothing changes until something changes. The fact is we can dislike something. We can be uh, disgruntled or uncomfortable. We can be discontent with our present condition or with a certain thing in our life. Shoot, man, we can want desperately to experience something different. We just we want something different. And we want something different so we can feel different because how we feel right now is not real good. We can do all those things. We can we can be discontent, we can be unsatisfied, we can desperately want something to change, but never will we have that change and that new experience and that fresh place, that new beginning, if we are not willing to change. Because we have to change. 
in order for the situation to change. There, there have, has to be adjustments that we make in order that our circumstances change. So some examples that just come to mind, and I know these are just off the cuff, but let me just throw a few at you here. You know, this is something we see often in our culture, but if a person, uh, more often than not, if a, a lady or a woman is in a, an abusive relationship, uh, you wonder sometimes why they don't leave that relationship, but somehow internally they they won't make that that massive step to to leave that relationship and free themselves of that struggle. And it could be because maybe they're afraid to be alone. Or how about, you know, a family who is struggling financially and uh, even though they, they're struggling and they're, they're having a hard time making ends meet every month, they have no problem running to the movie and paying full price and, and getting four, four orders of popcorn and four large drinks and a couple of candy bars uh, you know, they'll throw down 30, 40, 50 bucks for a family to go to the movies to be entertained when they could have just stayed home and, and rented something on Netflix or or just rented a DVD at the Red Box for a dollar. You know, people make decisions and they are in habits and, and patterns of behavior and they're not willing to give up the thing they think they want for the thing they really need and really desire. You know, what about the guy, and this, this came to mind, especially being around Dan Miller, what about the guy who hates his job, just hates what he does, doesn't like the people he works with, the environment he goes in every day to work at is toxic and just dark and negative, just, you know, just dreads. That that entire 30 to 40-minute drive into work every day is just painful. Yet he's unwilling to apply himself to maybe learn a new skill or to get a particular certification that might open other possibilities or other opportunities for him. So we we almost would rather stay in a current state and suffer than to apply ourselves and grow. What about a child who is not doing well in school but refuses to study? The, the child would rather party and socialize and spend time on Facebook or playing video games or or with their nose in front of the TV. You know, bad grades lead to bad results in all kinds of areas of a child's life. But yet, if if some part of that child's structure and discipline is not changed, the results are not going to change. What about a person who feels out of place or insecure about themselves, but they're unwilling to be taught because they're too prideful or maybe just they're embarrassed? You know, there's there's just no place for pride or shame or embarrassment. If a person really wants their situation to change, I, I've got to let all that guard come down, and I've got to deal with reality and truth, so that I might grow as a person, and I might see the things around me begin to to really change. You know, one of the things that that has bothered me for a long time, and, and let me just lay a foundation here for this statement that I'm about to make, because I know it could certainly offend someone. Uh, I'm a born-again believer. I believe every word of the Bible. I believe it's it's the truth. I believe it is God's instruction manual for us and how we are to live our lives, how we are are to establish the kingdom of God in the earth. I believe all of that through and through. I, I am a Jesus lover, and I believe that when God sent his son to the earth and that son went to a cross and died for my sins and 
shed his blood and and paid the price for my healing and all those things, my freedom. I, I believe all of that. And he did that. And yes, all of that's available to me. However, the thing that stayed in play is that we are to be doers of the word and not just hearers. There, there is something that we have to do, but here, here's what's bothered me. It's the myth that God is going to just fix everything for me. It is the myth that, well, since I'm a Christian and I'm a son of God now, you know, I don't have to do anything. God's just going to show up and do everything for me. You know, I, I can claim, lay claim to the truth that he is my provider. And so many people, you know, love to confess, well, God is my Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. Therefore, I don't have to do anything different. I don't have to apply myself. I don't have to get a better education. I don't have to 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 be on time to work, any of that. I, you know, I just know all things are going to work together for my good. And we start quoting Scripture out of context, and we start placing the responsibility for our own disciplines on God, and God is actually waiting for us to change and move toward Him so that He can open the windows of heaven and truly bless us. We make all these claims. God's going to help me get a better job just because he loves me. Well, yeah, he does love you. And he will absolutely create spaces for you. He will actually uh, open doors for you that no man can open. He will close doors that no man can shut. We can, we can quote all of those wonderful truths. But I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible also says that a man's gift will make room for him. And sometimes we have to actually improve ourselves so that our gift will make more room for us. I know, I am, man, I have seen in my own life, in my own ministry over the years that God is my healer, and he is the healer. But I cannot claim him to be my healer and expect to be in good health if I am constantly eating garbage, poisoning my body with all kinds of nonsense and eating sweets and Cokes, Coca-Cola and sodas and, and, you know, all of that sort of thing. And, and then ask God to heal me because I've screwed my whole body up. That, that just doesn't make any sense. And so while, while God loves us and while he absolutely has plans for our success and for our, our walking in the full measure of the blessing he's prescribed to us, it is you and I who must engage his plans. We must follow the principles that he has put in place. We must do what needs to be done in order that we might accomplish his plans. His, he has plans, but we have to do it. He has the end in mind, but we have to walk it out. Well, let's look at Jesus as an example. Jesus himself said about his own life and journey, he said, I must do the works of him who sent me. It was the Father's works, but Jesus had to do it. He also went on to say, I only do what I see the Father doing. He wasn't just out doing busy stuff. He wanted to make sure that everything he was involved in, engaged with, spending time and energy on, was in alignment with the specific thing that God sent him to do. The Bible tells us that Jesus did many, many, many mighty works. Who did it? Jesus did it. The man. That's right. The man. 
But an interesting insight is that Jesus spent 30 years preparing for his assignment. We don't talk about that hardly at all. 30 years he prepared. He went to school. He learned a trade. He was a master craftsman. We know that he studied extensively in the temple. We know that he was mentored by his earthly father and by the rabbis. 30 years in preparation, watch this, for a a three-and-a-half-year assignment. You know, one of the debilitating beliefs in in the world in which we live, and, and maybe I would say in Christianity, is that once we're saved, everything from that point on is just going to happen automatically, out of our control, beyond our will, and just by osmosis, everything that God has in his mind for our lives is just going to show up and happen. That is a a very limiting and a very dangerous belief because people are literally sitting, waiting on something ambiguous to show up when they could be actively engaged and actively involved in the things that God has planned for them. And then because of their activity and their willingness to move with God's plans, God then adds on top of. He he multiplies, he magnifies our efforts to where our natural efforts become supernatural results. Yes, God has a plan. But ladies and gentlemen, we are expected by our Heavenly Father to do what is necessary so that that plan can become our reality. You know, you're not going to ever receive a degree, a certification. You're not going to just get some skill set out of the blue or or any you know education or training by supernatural means or download it's just you're not going to wake up one day and be this expert at something not having applied yourself to really become that expert study to show thyself approved unto god a workman that needeth not be ashamed it's not god putting the shame on you it is don't don't expect that you're going to receive a platform or some opportunity from which you can really administer kingdom influence without having prepared yourself for that platform. Man, you you stand up on that platform not being prepared, you will experience shame in spades. You'll never earn more income or create more wealth by simply praying for God to bless you. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm in trouble now. Do I believe we should pray for increase? Yes. Do I believe we should confess the word? Because there are hundreds of scriptures regarding our prosperity and our blessing. Yes, of course I do. Believe it wholeheartedly. But you're not going to just earn more income or create more wealth for you, for your family, for those that are coming in generations after you by simply praying, God, give me more money. No. You have to go out and create. The Bible says that he has given us the power to create or to make wealth. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you are blessed. But a blessed man, the Bible says, obtains wisdom, obtains understanding, seeks knowledge, and then 
once he has that knowledge, that understanding, and that wisdom, he executes it. He goes out and and acts upon the truth that he or she has acquired. You know, God is a very responsible daddy, and he's not going to give us more if we haven't yet learned how to steward the little that we have. Sometimes I think, you know, we want, <laughs> we get in these major crises and and we find ourselves barely treading water and keeping our nose just above the level of the water. And we, we want God to come and save us from our crisis, which, by the way, was caused by our disobedience, which, by the way, emanated from a lack of faith. <laughs> Why do you say that? Well, because faith without works is dead. So, a lack of faith leads to disobedience, which leads to crisis. So we want him to save us from our crisis, which is caused by our disobedience, which emanated from a lack of faith, which, by the way, without which no man shall please God. It's a vicious cycle. See, this is not how following him really works. This relationship is about us following and him leading. It's about him speaking to us and we answer. It's about him directing us and us following directions. It's about even at times him correcting us and us being willing to receive instruction and correction. Let's go back now to the five keys that produce lasting change. They are vision, plans, goals, paying attention and listening, and responding and acting. Nothing changes until something changes. If you don't take intentional action for your future, nothing will change. Can I tell you that one year from right now, January, in this case it's the 24th as you're listening to this or somewhere beyond that, the end of January 2015, one year from right now, if nothing changes, your life is going to look exactly the same as it does, possibly worse. Think about it. Spiritually, financially, your marriage, your family life, your relationship with your children, your your place in your educational journey, your career, your business, your ministry. I'm talking to pastors too. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Now I could ask you all kinds of questions. You know what? Well, what do you want for your life? And that's a valid question. What are your goals? What do you want to see changed in your life? And all those are questions that need to be asked and need to be answered from a heart level. For over six months, God has been leading me personally, actually for over two years, God's been leading me personally on this amazing journey of which I've spoken on this program. And I've been learning, I've really been learning how to hear his voice, how to seek his wisdom and his understanding, his face. I, I've, I've been very intentional at growing in my discipline to, to get direction and then follow his leadership. I, I've been trying my best to learn how to be patient in, if I see a step that I am sure he is 
instructing me or directing me to take, I take that step, but I don't have to know the next one. It's been a process of learning this, but it's all a part of this vision, plans, goals, paying attention and listening, and then being willing once we've received some insight to act upon it. So there's a few things I want to leave you with today. And we're not even beginning to cover this subject very well, or very thoroughly, I should say. But let let me just throw some things out here for you to consider. As we are embarking on our new beginning, yours, mine, some things that I want to ask you, and I really want you to consider these. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you before I even announce it later, I I really am asking you to go to the comments section of this episode and address these. Let's start a conversation. Let's dialogue about these kinds of questions because I really believe God's calling us to a completely new place of engagement with Him. But here's some things I want to ask you to consider. What has God spoken to you concerning your future? What it, maybe it's 10 years ago, maybe it's last week, but what, what is it that in your heart of hearts you know he has said about your future? What dreams has he at some point in your life dropped in your heart? You know it was him. You know it was a heavenly and divine deposit that was just seated there, and that dream, you've just sort of let it go, and you've kind of, stuffed it away, and you've kind of forgotten about it. Here's another question for you. What what specifically has God instructed you to do that you have not yet done? And man, we're masters at creative avoidance, aren't we? We, we know if something is going to stretch us or make us a little bit uncomfortable, or if moving into that realm of, of new doing and new discovery and new action is going to require us to deal with something internally that we've not yet resolved, many times we'll retreat, we'll back away because it's too uncomfortable to do what we know needs to be done. And by the way, may I remind you, to him that knows to do good and does not do that, that constitutes sin. Another question, are there any areas in your life where you would be willing to admit, you know, I... I disobeyed. I, I, I heard this instruction, and I just I ignored it. I avoided it. Any areas where you've disobeyed him and not followed through on something he's given you to do? Another question. What is the Father waiting on you to complete? It's unfinished business so that he can grant you access to something that is brand spanking new. We all want something fresh. We all want something new. We all want something that's bright and shiny. But many times I find that we have incomplete assignments, and before we're going to get our new, he's requiring us to come back over here and finish what we started. You see, that's his nature. He finishes what he starts. You see, your success, your blessing, prosperity, all of those things, your wealth, your happiness, your joy, all those things are directly tied to mine and your willingness to carry out every step, every instruction, every direction that he gives. 
And so we really can't pick and choose, now can we? We really cannot uh, decide, well, I'll do this part, but I'm not going to do this, this, and this. No, it doesn't work that way. So what's God saying to you today? Maybe, maybe you've been hearing it's time to go back to school and focus very concretely on one area and get some training in an area. Maybe it's a career change. Maybe, maybe where you are is comfortable, and if you stay there, you'll have food on the table, but it's not feeding your soul. It's not, it's not juicing you up. It's not helping you to accomplish or to impact the people you're supposed to be impacting. Maybe it's time for you to leave that job. You know, maybe God's instructed you and your family to focus on getting out of debt, which is going to require some substantial changes in your disciplines and in your budgeting, and maybe even getting a second or a third job for a season to to position yourself. And you see, the getting out of debt is going to feel great, but more than likely, the getting out of debt is not even the end game. The getting out of debt is actually the foundation from which now he can release to you what he wants to do through you. And you won't have the encumbrances of the debt hanging over your head. You won't have a reason not to do it. Maybe, like me, God's been dealing with you about getting your, your body in order, your health in order. Or maybe you need to stop eating out so much. Maybe God's been speaking to you about saving money and investing money wisely. For some of you that I'm talking to, I know for sure that you have been hearing it's time to start that business. It's time to launch that dream. It's time to to create that program or that ministry or to write that book. What is he saying to you? It's 2014. What will you do differently in 2014? Are you going to just dream a dream for a minute and and sort of pseudo talk about what could be? Are you going to make the necessary changes in your own life and become active in pursuing the things that you already know you should be doing? You see, great dreams are realized when people are willing to change themselves and then put in the necessary work to see those dreams manifest. I want to encourage you today to make a decision. I'm I'm pushing hard the last couple of weeks because this new beginning thing is big to me. In my own life, I have just crossed into a brand new season that potentially has all kinds of wonderful new blessings and results and benefits that I know my Heavenly Father wants me to participate in. But in order for me to receive those, enjoy those, and and understand and know the full expression of those blessings and those benefits, He's requiring me to address some things in my own heart, in my own mind, and to make some adjustments in how I do things because there are things he's called me to do, things he has instructed me to do, and I must be about my father's business. I want to encourage you again to 
go to the comment section for this episode, brianholmes.com forward slash 026. Scroll down and take those questions we gave you a few moments ago and ponder those and, and leave your thoughts there about what God is saying to you in this season. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to engage with you in that conversation. I'd love to encourage you. And I believe that if enough of us get online to do that, we can really sharpen each other and move toward that which God has for us. Well, this podcast is being released on January 24th, 2014, and tomorrow, January 25th, we're going to be hosting our New Beginnings Experience, our New Beginnings Seminar and Workshop. And just in case you have not yet pulled the trigger, you've been hearing about this, you've been on my website, you've seen this, and you've been thinking about, man, should I go to this thing? Well, if you're close enough that you can get there, I cannot stress to you enough how crunk off the chain crazy it's going to be in that room for six hours. I know that's crazy, right, that I just said that. But let me tell you what, I, I just have been carrying in my heart the the ideas and the concepts and the processes that I know we're going to be engaging in in this workshop. And I believe with everything in my being, it's going to be transformational. It's going to be life-changing. And people are going to leave this room ignited, on fire, with the dreams and the passions and the strategies to go into their new beginning and do the very thing that God has called them to do. If you happen to hear this on the 24th, Go to brianholmes.com forward slash new beginnings, and you can show up at the door, register right there. We have a few seats still remaining. We'd love to have you be a part of that with us. And as we have been talking about for several weeks, we've been doing a series on our Monday Mastery, which is our video blog that happens every Monday, of course, hence Monday Mastery. And we've been talking about new beginnings, and I'm going to continue sort of in that vein talking about leadership and success and and growing in our vision, and and how to develop a strategic life plan, how to discover your values. We're going to be adding so much value to you on that Monday Mastery Series. Be sure to avail yourself of that. One of the best ways to do that is to subscribe to our weekly updates, because rather than you having to go to the website every Monday to get that, of course, we post it on Facebook and Twitter and all these other places. Uh, Certainly go to Facebook and like us there, Twitter, etc. Follow us there. But... uh, If you subscribe to our weekly updates, we send one email out every Friday that has all of the content, all the blogs, the video content, the podcast from that week. That's a great way to stay in contact with what we're doing there. I still have a few openings. and As a matter of fact, I'm revamping right now my entire coaching package uh, program, and we're going to be offering some new things in 2014 that I believe will be extremely beneficial to those that would avail themselves of it. I love working with coaching clients. Uh, To me, anyone who is willing to bring someone else alongside of them to to help them think, to help them process, to hold them accountable, and to grow them as an individual and into their calling, I think anyone who's willing to invest in that, it really says something about that person. So if if you would like to consider having me come alongside of you, uh, if we're a good fit for each other, I would just be honored to serve you, to serve the the call of God on your life in that kind of way, and I believe we could do great things together. 
Go to brianholmes.com forward slash coaching to find out more about that. Last thing I want to mention regarding announcements is uh, I do a lot of speaking, and I'm being a lot more strategic in 2014 about the engagements that I take as far as the type of venues and the types of seminars and meetings that I do. But if you would like us to come and speak at your church, if there is a leadership conference or or development conference that you'd like us to make a contribution to, uh, we would love to serve your organization in that way. You can find out more about our speaking at brianholmes.com forward slash speaking, and we would just uh, certainly be delighted to, to help you in that way. Well, if this podcast is something that you are blessed by, are challenged by, that you feel like is of benefit to you, and if you believe it's something that's valid and and that is really adding something to your life and could add to somebody else's life, I want to ask you to help me share that. You can do that in a couple of ways. One is to subscribe to the podcast, number one, in iTunes or Stitcher or whatever medium you receive your content from. But also, I'd like for you to go into iTunes and rate us. You can just do a star rating there and then leave a comment regarding uh, the podcast, what it's meant to you. The, the second way you can really help us to share this is to help us blast this out, man, on Facebook, on Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, Instagram, any place that you engage in conversation, just share this link with someone that you know, someone you love, that you believe this would be a benefit to. I am so delighted in 2014 to be a part of your world, and I'm so honored and just over the top that you allow us to speak into your life each week. I thank you for that. Well, I trust something that we've shared today has really pushed a button. I I hope that as we are talking about change and becoming active and addressing unresolved or incomplete things in your life, I hope this is really pushing you forward. It's time to make that change. It's time to really move toward the full measure of what you can be, what you can do, and the unique purpose and destiny that is on your life. Until next time, just remember this, you are made in His image. You are designed for a purpose. You are destined for greatness. There are a whole lot of people in this world waiting for you to show up and just be who you are and do what you do. We believe in you and we love you. God bless. We'll see you right back here next week.